welcome back to Cinema Vino. Yeah. Our Christmas series continues. How? Oh. With how? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Now I have a machine gun. It's a Christmas movie that not a lot of people think of. Gremlins. Yeah. Yes. The OG Gremlins. And so, yeah, like all the other movies we've done, this will be a little bit faster episode. Um, yet again, on paternity leave with twins. So we're trying to get you guys a lot of new content while I'm gone. Pre-recorded. So they are due in six days from this recording. So, yeah, we're going to give you some quick episodes. Um, we're still drinking, though. Still boozing. We yeah. Are, this is the third episode. I mean, we can't stop. This is the third episode we recorded tonight, and we are getting sauced. Legally. <laughs> oh. Um, Gremlin. So we're drinking um, Rebellious Pinot Noir. This is good. Yeah, it's, I like this. I like it for 20 bucks. Yeah. It's not bad at all. So this is a holiday-centric wine. Usually for the Christmas movies we do, we do holiday wines that you can do with your meal. Pinot Noir is up there Ooh. with like Beaujolais, Gamay. as like a classic red wine that you can do with a holiday meal. This is great with ham. It's great with anything like, you know, like a lighter turkey, um, cranberry. I mean, you name it, this is a good match with holiday-centric Food. Oh, yeah. Um, dressing, stuffing, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that's also a great wine you can drink. And I mean, after the meal, when you're watching, you know, whatever, football, basketball, whatever's on, this is a good, like, wine to drink just in the afternoon. So I'm envious of people who, wherever it is, it's going to be snowing. It's like you can have this wine while it's snowing outside. Yeah. This it's, is fucking delicious. Yeah. Have a cup. I mean, it's nice and fruity. It's easy drinking. Rebellious? Yeah. Rebellious Pinot Noir. It's about 20 bucks. Um, but yeah, have a couple glasses of this after the meal and just take a nap. Mm. Just curl up and go to sleep. God. It feels like my nipples are getting pinched. Yeah. I'm not, nobody's touching them. And it feels like I'm pinching your nipples. So that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's worth $20. <laughs> what an odd combination. <laughs> <sighs> um, but yeah, Rebellious Pinot Noir. I'm, I'm very surprised at how good yeah. this is. I, this was a flyer. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of it. But yeah, it's, this is the classic reason why you drink a Pinot Noir. It's easy drinking. It's fruity. It's bright. It's accessible. It's party centric. But yeah. Sessionable. It's a sessionable wine. Yes. Which is a scary thought. <laughs> Oh. I could drink a bottle and a half of this. Yeah, I could see that. In your little mug. Mm-hmm. With or without a straw? God, always with a straw. And yeah, with aeration. Like three, three cubes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I could see you doing a bottle and a half of this and then lightly falling asleep. Yeah, lightly snoring. Mm-hmm. I mean, heavily snoring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it would be lightly snoring, but there would be snoring involved. Well, at first. Yeah. Lightly it, snoring. It would deepen. Mm. Um, so gremlins was released June 8th, 1984. Mm. Uh, 39 years ago. See, this is one of those I saw at a young age I probably shouldn't have. I know. Yeah, Yeah. same here. But I mean, you saw it like VHS style, right? Yeah. 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 Well, well, oh yeah. Like rented. We we always, I mean, this this thing lulls you in into a false sense of security. Like a cute movie. With a log wire. 100%. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, and we'll, we'll cover that in a second. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you shut your mouth. No, I wasn't trying to cut you off, but yeah, there's definitely, there's a real issue around that with this movie. Mm. So, this came out the same weekend as Ghostbusters. Suck me sideways. This, <laughs> this finished second in the box office to Ghostbusters. This ended up grossing $212 million against an $11 million budget. This was the second highest grossing film of this year worldwide next to... Ghostbusters. Yep. Fucking A. Um, this was directed by Joe Dante and produced by Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment. He also came up with the story. Uh, Joe Dante also directed The Howling, Interspace, and The Burbs. 
Ooh, all three of those I love. Mm-hmm. Um, the story was by Spielberg. It was written by Chris Columbus, who would yep. go on to direct Home Alone yes. 1 and 2 and the first Harry Potter movies. Yep. Yes. So he also has a thing for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music is by Jerry Goldsmith, who would win an Oscar for Patton, but it would also do everything from Rambo to Star Trek. Um along with Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, which is also a Steven Spielberg production, the violence and graphic nature of this film would inspire the MPAA to create the PG-13 rating. Ooh, I did not know that. Um, Dante would return to direct direct Gremlins 2, which was much more comedic and satirical in nature in this film. Listen, I know this is the superior film, but I fucking love Gremlins too as well. I might like Gremlins two more. I, I, I think I do too. I love Gremlins because I think I could appreciate it more. It was so yeah. fucking awful. Damn, we should have watched both. I love oh, it was it was outrageous. Yeah, it, this was damn near like a crossover with the Muppets. Like yeah. that's what it was. That's that oh, fucking Christopher Lee. Isn't that? I never really thought about that. I'm, then, I'm surprised the Muppets weren't in Gremlins. And too. I yeah. don't know. I can never remember the actor's name. The the guy that plays Mister Clamp from Clamp Corners. Yeah. He also played. Yeah. Like the older Luthor in all of the seasons of Smallville. Yeah, I know you're talking but about. But God damn it, I fucking love him. Clamp <laughs> oh. corners where life slows to a crawl. <laughs> so, quick story rundown here. The story begins with uh, uh, Randall Pelter, who is played by an Oklahoma native country singer named Hoyt Axton. Um, he is a two bit inventor slash entrepreneur who goes to a Chinatown antique store. And there he secretly buys a mogwai or a cute, mischievous, fantastical creature from the owner's grandson, kind of behind the grandfather's back. Um, The adorable creature has three big rules which must be followed. Don't expose it to light, which is lethal and kind of vampiric. Hmm. Um, Don't get it wet or it will begin to spawn Mm -hmm. like tribbles. Yeah. And don't feed it after midnight, which provoked me as an adult thinking yeah. midnight where, right? Like what which about, they address in the sequel. Yeah, which they yeah, yeah. which is why the sequel's gold. Um, and which the, and the uh, last of which will cause it to turn into big monstrous slimy murderous demon creatures, gremlins, gremlins, yeah, mogwai to gremlin, yes, and so basically, you know, Mister Pelter takes this mogwai home to his. I would say 20-ish year old yeah. as a Christmas present. That's like a pet. And so basically anybody who's ever seen any amount of movies anywhere knows that all three of those rules are going to get broken oh. in this movie. Yeah. And so basically uh, Corey Feldman is the one who you know begins the, the hellscape bastard getting these creatures wet which ultimately leads to you know Billy Peltzer giving them which Corey Feldman has always done for me. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I was a Corey Haim guy but you know they each their own. Wow, you really like that? What? Uh, if looks could kill? No. What's the one about driving? License to drive. License to drive. There we yeah, go. It's tasty. Um, so basically, you know that eventually these creatures are going to get wet. They're going to get fed after midnight, and then the, the town's going to get ripped to pieces. So basically, that you know unleashes the second half of the movie, which is a very violent, basically all-out horror movie. Oh yeah, where the creatures just you know proceed to you know kill people run amok fuck everything up yeah I mean it's it's a violent grisly movie in the second and there's a lot of satirical humor to it but it's a very violent second half of the film and basically Billy Peltzer and his girlfriend Phoebe Cates uh, I forget what her name is in the movie I just went blank 
Uh, Kate Berenger. Kate, yes. Um, they have to figure out a way to defeat the gremlins and to keep them from spawning all over creation. Um, which inspires all kinds of weird scenes like where they drink and smoke at a dive bar and they go to the movies <laughs> and eat popcorn. It's <laughs> strange. I know, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Hijinks ensue. So, yes, exactly. Um, but that's and there, I, there's a flasher too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I've got for oh, notes. Wow. I want to hear what you got. You guys, have, again, this is like all the other movies. You guys have seen this before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could have done this without watching it again, but yeah. I watched it again anyway. Actually, I, confession, I did not watch this one again because I watched Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I am not paying another $4 to rent a movie that I have somewhere on DVD. That was my fault. Um, so... Taylor, we'll start with you. Um, uh, This is actually a weird one where I remember watching this on VHS. I think my parents rented. I think my parents rented it and we're like, all right, son, we're going to watch this. And I remember being scared of it when they were like starting to run amok. And I remember like not watching it. It's still kind of scary. Yeah. And I I remember like not like wanting to watch like that. I don't get this, but always thinking that Gizmo was like cute. Mm-hmm. Like the mom was like, oh yeah. And there's a little song. And it was like, thankfully, Howie Mandel mm-hmm. led his voice to that. And it was like, it was very yeah. sweet. But it was like, uh, I still kind of don't get the film. No. I, was like, I really don't either. I don't, I, just, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't know if I get it again. Like, I watched it. I'm just like, man, that was some fucked up times. And like, I don't want to say, 80s movie and it was like but that's kind of what it is and it's like, I, I love watching these videos of like Mad Libs or like where someone just like comes up like they're doing a line of cocaine and they're just like okay like uh, so what do we need it's like uh, monster monster got it and it was like um, the monster turns into another monster got it how do we get there don't know and it's just you know they're just building this whole thing up and it's, it's like, like the key and pills yeah and it's like gremlins too. yeah and, no. and they, they did that and it was just like yeah um, but I will say um it is more of a comedy rewatching it. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, I think I, I remember like legitimately being kind of like scared with um, that poor old lady in her little uh, chair. And it was like, that was like a scary scene. And it was just like, uh, I this is Miss Deagle. Deagle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the original fucking Karen Yes, well, that like, is true. She reminded me of like the character from Wizard of Oz, who you know who, was out. Yeah, who may she may have been the original yeah. Karen, but who knows? But, but yeah, this it doesn't. <laughs> I'm just trying. I can't even think of the right words for this film because I remember being so terrified as a kid watching it, and then I think I watched it again. Travis, did we ever watch it together? Like, I feel like we did. I feel like hands. We, yeah, but like we, we might have watched it just as like a funny movie. Like we just put it on. Like oh, I remember watching this movie, movie as a kid. And I like, think we watched it as a Christmas movie where I was like, yeah. we watched a whole bunch of Christmas bullshit. I think it, it might have been when we were roommates. Yeah, and I just had like a bunch of DVD. Like we didn't have TV, and I was like, man, I forgot. Let, we didn't let's have watch Christmas stuff, but also yeah. this is a Christmas movie. Let's watch this for a palate. I think you're right because then we then we watched that hard too. Anyway, long story short, I remember watching it again and being like okay this is okay and then watching it just recently it really is like what the fuck is this movie uh but i also kind of like it where and i god it's gonna piss me off what we watched a movie not too long it was a couple years ago it's on the podcast we watched it here had a lot to drink did a 
oh, it's going to kill me. But it's... There's narrowing down. I know. Um, where all the... Michael J. Fox is in it. The Frighteners. The Frighteners. Yes, yeah. Peter it, Jackson. I, it had... It not a frighteners feel, but a feel of like I can see adjacent. It, it, yeah. it just like it just it just had a frighteners feel to it, where it's like we're gonna do something and we're just gonna see if this sticks. Yeah, and oh no, it kind of did. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of here for it. That's almost exactly what I say in my review, where it's like some yeah. of it works and some of it doesn't. Exactly, it's like we're just gonna throw this at the wall and be like, eh. have you done another frighteners watch? No, watched it originally. No, I was like, you got to do it uh, three years ago. Yeah, yeah, might have been longer. Yeah, you need to do it like one more time and have Bailey watch it with you too. Just, just see. Yeah, just I, see I, if I need, it has grown well, on you in the meantime. No, and, and I think I watched it on TV. Well, I need to listen to my review because I think I liked it. I can't remember. But yeah, you did. But, but like Gremlins, just like I, <laughs> I do like it. But it's almost just like, what the fuck were they doing? And and I hate to say it, I saw Gremlins too in theaters. Like I saw that in theaters, and also being like, what the fuck is this? Because mm-hmm. I think, cause how many years did it come out after that? I should have looked that up. Nineteen ninety. Oh shit! Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I should not have seen that in theaters. <laughs> yeah. And it's like there's no way. But uh, I thought that was funny mm-hmm. in theaters. Because I, I thought it was like a funny movie. I'm gonna put Gremlins too on our list to watch. We have soon. to, have to. Because mm-hmm. I, I haven't rewatched it in a long time. Yeah. But anyway, this film to me would I, I I don't even have to get into it. But I would rate this. Uh, I did like it, but I, I would rate this probably about a six five. And I know that seems like it's mm-hmm. wicked low, and it was like wicked, but like because I do like the film. I think everyone should watch it. But after watching it again, you're just like, what the fuck were they thinking and doing in this film? We're on the same page. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's all I really got for it. I can't really have much else for it. Yeah. You and I, we, yeah. we should have watched this and kissed. Yeah. <laughs> Travi? Uh, I loved even the beginning of this film with, uh, yeah, oh, with it, Hoyt Axon. And I, I was going to say, at the beginning of the film, I freaking do love that scene only because the Simpsons parodied it in one of their nightmare or their uh, Treehouse of Horrors. And it's, <laughs> the Frogert is yeah. also poison. <laughs> the Frogert is also poison. I, so that's why I love that scene. It contains sodium benzoate. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I love the beginning setup of him just finding the thing in the box. But like for me, I don't know why I was fixated on this. I was like, it makes perfect sense. And I want one. The fucking bathroom buddy. Oh, that's right. He's got the, the gizmo. It is a gizmo. He sells gizmos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I I'd never made the, the connection later on that the that Mogwai's name is Gizmo, mm-hmm. but he also sold all the, like the, like I didn't make that connection, but I saw the bathroom buddy and it does all these little inventor things. It reminded me of like good old doc Brown trying to do. That remote was shit. huge by the way. It yeah. was a little big. Like that would be a large <laughs> thing to try and brush your teeth with. Yeah. But it fucking looked cool. And as I <laughs> yeah, saw it, actually. I was like, like in home alone two, where talk he's talking boy. in the talk boy. I was yes. like, I, was I like, had one of those. I was like, fuck, does this exist? I want one of these. Yeah. It looks it did cool. exist. The bathroom buddy existed? Oh, no. Talk uh, boy. Oh, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I knew the talk boy did. I also wanted that. My parents just didn't love me. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wanted a bathroom buddy. I was like, oh, that looks just looks cool. But, yeah, the this, this whole movie, uh, it starts with one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. Uh, Baby, Please Come Home by Darlene Love. It's just, oh, yeah. Christmas, the snow's coming now. I love it. 
<laughs> she sounds like that verbatim. Yeah, that's that's like Darlene is here mm-hmm. with us. But it, it just it sets up the movie great, and, and it's it's like this is a hundred percent Christmas uh, movie, and that's the only way I can get people to watch it. That's fine. But uh, yeah, this this takes a hard turn because you see a lovely, cute little looking. Uh, Yoda crossed with I'm, like a fucking that's, Ewok, that's and you're exactly like, what I yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh my god, this is the cutest little fucking well, thing. And they mention it in the sequel. There's like, you know what? I see, I see that thing uh, suction cupped on the back of cars, yep, yep. and you'd see that everywhere. Like even made fun of in other movies, like Garfield. Yes, yeah. Well, and, and I think we said it, but like when I rewatched it again, I was like, fuck, like. Do they need to sue Star Wars for Baby Yoda? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was like Grogu. I was like that. That is like it was almost like eerily similar. Yes. The big eye. I was like, hmm. And the sound effects and everything. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Incidentally, uh, having been to the Warner Brothers lot, um, that's where they. So it's crazy that they filmed Christmas Vacation on the Warner Brothers lot, and the neighbor's house, which is Julie Louis Dreyfus, uh, is also the Murtaugh's house in Lethal Weapon. Ah. Which is Darlene Love is Mrs. Murtaugh, who yeah, she's the singer. She's she's Mrs. Murtaugh. Oh. And plays and sings the Gremlins theme. Gremlins was also filmed on the Warner Brothers lot. Shit. So these are all filmed in the same neighborhood yeah. on wow. Warner Brothers. Shit. And literally probably two hundred yards from this is the set of Batman Returns where they filmed Gotham City. Hmm. All in the same lot. Fuck. Wow. Think about that. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, Miss, uh, Mrs. Deagle, fucking weird. Kind of scary in and of herself. Yeah. Uh, wants to kill a dog. One of my favorite parts, and, and I can't I can't talk about Gremlins without talking about Gremlins, too, because they mesh together for me. But Mr. Futterman, uh, Dick Miller in this, the guy that, um, you know, his, his wife is always, like, looking out the window or whatever. Uh, yeah, Mr. Futterman is fucking great. Or maybe it's him looking out the window. I can't remember. Yeah. But um, uh, let's see. His mom having to pop one in the microwave and kill it. And yeah. 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 Uh, I also remember this. His mom in the movie had the exact same haircut as my mom, <laughs> which I saw. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that is Gene Bud. Mm-hmm. His, uh, um, his R.I.P. Also, the uh, mom in Back to the Future. Is it? Mm-hmm. Wait, she's she is the George McFly's mom. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, in Back to the Future, which Steve mm-hmm. Spielberg also. Yeah. Also, yeah. This this movie took a hard turn because it got got crazy it got yeah. grass um th- i can tell you spike uh dying at the end in like the water fountain getting all fucked up and stripe. like shooting stripe stripe yeah, yeah. oh it was spike in the sequel i think yeah stripe and then spike yeah, yeah i think it was spike and gremlins too whatever stripe um you know that was all super fucked up the monsters under my bed when I was a kid, <laughs> were the fucking grounds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because to me, they were small enough, they could peek over my bed, and then they would, like, look around, and in my mind's eye, if they saw me, their ears would do the thing that, like, dogs do, where they go, oh, or, like, mm-hmm. they, they would, like, radar, like, dink, and I'm like, okay, fuck that, I'm under the covers. <laughs> this movie fucked me up. But, if I may say, the most fucking weird out of 
out-of-pocket thing was Phoebe Cates' monologue about her dad getting stuck down the yeah. chimney. Yeah. Where I thought, I was like, oh, cute, fuzzy animal. Oh, no, they turned into monsters. Now it's a monster movie. Now this chick is psychologically destroying me. Like, <laughs> this thing is going to be like, uh, like the monsters, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to sleep well. Yeah. This is going to be like an earworm, but it's a fucking mind worm yeah. that's worming its way in my head and I'm never going to forget about. Like, the gremlins, like, this pain is going to be temporary. This is a few nights of lost sleep. The thing about her dad getting stuck in the chimney and the smell and everything like that, that will stay with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's fucking out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> it popped out of nowhere. That's her monologue. She delivered it great. It, it, it was Robert Shaw level of delivery. But I was like, God damn it. <laughs> In the sequel, they, they did a callback to it. Mm -hmm. And she started talking about it. She was like, yeah, this one time, this guy was dressed as Abraham Lincoln. And he wasn't Abraham Lincoln, but he said he was. And they were like, okay, we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do this again. Yeah. So, what so for me, God, I fucking love this movie. I mean, I do too. It's, Don't get uh, me wrong. If I gave, this has got to be, it's so weird and fucked up. It's got to be a solid nine for me. Damn. In bold and underlined. <laughs> a firm nine. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I'm the same. I'm, I'm on the same page with you, Tay. Where it's like, I've never really completely wrapped my head around. I, know, I don't think I still have. I, yeah. I, I still have yeah, not watching it now. It's like because and especially now, like I've said for you know the other movies, it's like I watch it through the eyes of a parent now, which it, I mean it does. It affects how you watch everything, yeah. especially kid centric movies. Of like, this is way too scary for younger kids, but it's like where does this movie fit in? It's like, what age for kids is appropriate? Like you said, if you watch this when you're too young, it'll fuck with you for life. Yeah. And the special effects are great. They even had yeah. some claymation of them, uh, you know, coming out of the, the shadow and you're like, oh, there's a fuck ton of them. There's almost, and then almost too great. The, the melting, like each of them die in a crazy ass way. Yeah. But the melting the at the time, you know, uh, at the end with the, 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 the fountain, fucking great. Yeah. Well done. It's like th this is a dark, uh, and, and the comedy is dark. There's a lot of satirical stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, the, the gremlins are almost like a, a monument to excess, but, you know, they like to drink and swear, whatever. Like, they're just like mischievous, rascally creatures. So That's why I, I think I always felt bad for Gizmo. I was like, this poor son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's the one decent creature in the whole group. But, so I've never quite figured out where this movie lands for me. It's like, in a way, it's like it's it's cute, but it's also gruesome. It's like it's funny, but it, like you say, it's on, there's some really dark parts to it. Something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And that's one way to look at it. It's like it's there's something patchwork. It's like I don't know. Yeah, and that's exactly what I see in the review. It's like the pieces of it I like better than the whole thing. And it's like I, I never know when you bring it all together what it adds up to. Somebody woke up from a fever dream, wrote this down. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and then they ran it up the flagpole, and people were just like, "Is this too smart? Do I not get it? I should say yes and put it up the next." And then like it just accidentally got yeah. made. Well, it's like it's it, to me. It's like the guy who had the fever dream, Spielberg, and it's like when he brings it in, it's like and he's pitching. It's like. Yes, sir. We will make that movie, of course. Whatever gremlins, yes. You know, whatever you need, sir. Mm -hmm. And so it's like nobody's going to tell him no. So that I mean, it's like all the other stuff. It's like that's what you get. You know. So 
it, it, to me, it's in a weird area, and I've never quite figured it out. I like the sequel because it's almost more unapologetically goofy. It, yes, it's like, I think that's the yeah, That's why I like it, it more. It takes it to the next level, which to me is what this movie needs. It needs that extra gear of like just wackiness. It breaks the fourth wall, don't they? Do they watch Snow White in the original? Yes. All right. And then Hulk Hogan makes a cameo in the sequel. Mm -hmm. There's just so many people. It's just like, you know what? Fuck this. This is a fucked up Bugs Bunny affair. (laughs) It's like a fucked up Space Jam is what it is. And I I goddamn love it. Which is also Warner Brothers. It's like, but I love how Leonard Maltin, the movie critic, bashed this movie. And then he shows up in the sequel, the sequel and they kill him. Yes. So that's like, it's just anarchy and I love it. So I would actually give the sequel a higher score than I would this one. What, aside unseen right now, what would you give the sequel? Um, it's been a long time. I would probably give it a seven, five, maybe an eight. I, yeah. I really liked it. I did too. It's just so over the top, oh, goofy. I just loved it. I think I would still give it a nine. I think I like him the same but for different reasons and i think they're just fucking weird but yes we should definitely watch gremlins, gremlins too. 2 the new batch i would give the gremlins a 6.5 i'd say i'm a i'm a, I'm a solid 6.5 mm-hmm. so i've just never wrapped my head completely around yeah. it so um but anyway it's been another episode of cinema vino we thank you guys so much <laughs> christmas gauntlet is concluded and what double impact but yeah, that's Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. We're going to double back into that here in yeah. a second. We got one more coming out. But we thank you guys so much. Great movies. Only drunker. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Be sure to listen, rate, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our website is cinemavino.net, and reviews of these films can be found at toddwaffordmovies.com.